0: Hey, everybody, the Vintage Strength Games are coming to Clayton, North Carolina on June 2nd to the 4th. June 2nd to the 4th, go to VintageStrengthGames.com for more information and to sign up. Also, make sure you go on Facebook and you join the Vintage Strength Games Facebook group.
1: the word Crenshaw
0: we'll use the word what
1: (laughs) Crenshaw anytime that topic comes up
0: no that's too no nobody's gonna know what that means
1: I I know the reason why I said it like that was uh because there's uh Gina Florio I've interviewed her several times yeah um hey there he is what up guy what's up man Everybody, Danny Cole, right there, right in your face. Let's go. Uh, No, I interviewed Gina Florio, and um, this is a strange story. So not super strange, but, like, I interviewed her back in 2018, 2019. She's a movement coach. Then she started working for Candace Owens, you know, political right-wing activist. Yes, I follow her, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Gina's rhetoric is very – she's bold, and, you know, she's opinionated. Oh, the Disney – woman Does uh, she is disney? she the one that got fired from disney and then she went
0: and worked with the daily wire what is her name gina i don't,
1: I, I don't think that's the same one uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry that's all, right. I'm that's all right uh anyway so long story short um she's tight with this kid that went to high school with me who lives in nashville and um <clears throat> he's he's a holistic chiropractor Mm-hmm. And I love some of the stuff he's saying. I, I resonate so much with how he's helping people heal and talks about different types of ailments in the body that could be causing, you know, chronic diseases and chronic ailments. It's just wonderful. And I realized that they're tight. And I saw Dr. Charlie on Gina's podcast and, um, I was like, wow, okay, cool. So they're tight. So I've been, I listen, I listened to the podcast. So I listened to the podcast and they were talking about the Crenshaw's and how, uh you know i don't know i don't know how else to describe the crenshaw the shot you know that was so prevalent in the jab few years the jab jab you could say jab yeah Yeah. okay you could say but that's but that's where you get crenshaw from yeah well i was like i I listened in the middle of the podcast and i was like what the fuck are they talking about (laughs) you know and uh i you know context clues baby you just you listen long enough and then you're like okay i I get it i get it now Right, and it's sad. So, it's sad that we have to go that direction, right? We have to like self censor so that we don't get kicked off fucking YouTube. Like that's ridiculous. I don't want to live in that world. Do you? Right,
0: and that's what I'm worried about. I just don't want to get kicked off YouTube. But there's it's gonna there's another problem here to this. And I was just talk, DMing a guy this morning. He's gonna come on the podcast because he's all pissed off about the censorship. He said he got um, I don't know if he got kicked off of Instagram or they just like frigging flagged the shit out of him but he was talking about using D uh vitamin D3 and zinc together to combat illness mm-hmm. and and no that was back in the height of the whole vid controversy so yeah. no it was like they didn't want you talking about anything alternative
1: yeah this is this is uh it's scary you know I've noticed that same pattern and uh yeah I just I don't want to live in that world you know I have a baby now Right. And it's a science fiction movie just... we're living in. What's that?
0: It's like we're living in a science fiction movie.
1: Yeah, but uh, don't you feel like stuff like this just repeats itself in another format? Yeah. And, you know, we're constantly evolving and we live in this country. You know, both my parents were not born in this country. And I was lucky enough to be be born in this country. And um as adults, as we're going through life as contributors to society, we have to pay attention to the patterns of ha- that, that are happening in the culture and in society. And we need to ask ourselves, is this the culture and society we, we, we want to live in? Do we want to contribute to this? And, um, you know, when it comes to the way I want to run my business or what I want to put into my body, I really feel strongly that, like, that should be up to me and the way I want to run my business as I'm adding a value to society, it should be up to me. Right. And I shouldn't have to adhere to anybody else's standard. That's why I went into business for myself. You know, I find that there are ways that. that I think that I think about life and think about health and wellness and exercise that there's this need for people that are interested in this information. And I bring it to them in a certain way, unique and, and, unlike anybody else, you know, somebody else, other trainers have their own unique styles and, and what have you. And there's a lot of great trainers out there, but I bring it in a certain way. And, you know, I've created a local following and it's a wonderful business. It's a service business. I love doing it. I've, I love building it up and seeing where it goes and the ups and the downs and that all the emotions. But again, I, I want to do it my way. And I want to learn as I go. I want to ask people for advice and, you know, take it. I don't want like higher levels of government telling me how to run my business telling me what I have to do and it was getting to that point in 20 the beginning of 2022 and then it started to really lay off but um and I was so small that I just did my thing you know and yeah and that was it I ran it the way I did it I never got really I never got fined or never got into real big trouble but again i was like super small just uh, i was like i started out as a freelance trainer but
0: you were stressing over getting fined right you were worried it might come right
1: yeah i was worried Mm -hmm. like you know like how much how much longer do we have to do this
0: bullshit how did that make you feel having that knot in your stomach all the time and did that affect your ability to coach people did you find yourself second guessing everything you were doing
1: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. It was nerve wracking because like, I believed in one thing so strongly and then like everyone's shifting to the other direction. Like, no, 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 no. We got to do this. And, and, you know, because you're open at this time, you're the problem. Now I didn't get a lot of negative feedback. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like I like gained clientele during the pandemic. You understand? Like it's like, I think maybe I talked to you, Right. I can't remember. When was the last time we talked? I really can't. Oh, Uh, man, it was somewhere in 2020, right? Well, it
0: because the jab was out already and it was like all this pressure uh, for everybody to get it. And is that the last
1: time we talked? It was out already?
0: It was out. Yes, because me and you were talking about, you know, whether or not uh, you trust it or not.
1: Oh, okay. And we were like, no, we don't trust it. Well, I mean, nothing said to me, go run and get it. Right. <laughs> right. Like when I asked yes. myself and, and I've been, I, I feel like I'm an in, intuitive person. I practice this daily. And when I ask my soul the question, Hey, does this feel like something that you want to do or should we need to do? I don't get anything that says yes. No. You know? Yeah. Um. So like, yeah. did it make me nervous? Did it make me anxious that I, I'm feeling this pressure to like, put the sign up. You got to check your, you know the cards and all that stuff. And I'm just like, that's not the culture I'm trying to create. You know, like I think when you have a clear uh, cause of what you're working towards and like the culture of your, your gym or your culture of your business in general, that will draw a coherent, uh, you know, essence to the the business. And that's what that's what I'm trying to do. If there was this outside force that said, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna run it like this. Now. It just doesn't jive with me. So there's no, there's no way in hell I'm actually going to follow that. I don't want to live in that country. You know what I mean? I live in the United States. So if people like us don't stand up for this type of stuff, then, then we're in trouble. But you know, unfortunately, a lot of folks weren't in a position that they had to stand up for themselves. Usually they're just, you know, they're like, okay, You know, there's a lot of yes men. There's a lot of, as uh, Manimal would say, uh, non-player characters. Non-player characters. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, computer generated programmed individuals. They just walking
0: down the street
1: and they never get involved in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been somebody that's pretty outgoing and extroverted my whole life, but, like, for the right reason. I'm not, like, uh, I don't feel like I'm over the top in any stretch, but, like... I want to stand up for what what I believe in. It's part of my like duty to, as a like a health practitioner. Like I follow and practice what I preach. It's like I have to speak my truth. I can't like just I can't live a lie. And I think like higher levels of self-awareness are always uncovering these tiny ways that we lie to ourselves. I think we all do it no matter how healthy we are. But like we have values inherently. Getting clear on them is a second story. It's like a different it's a different thing. Right? You have to make sure that you practice like, what are my fucking values, right? And then when you're doing your things day to day, do they align with those values or are you slowly starting to shift away from that? And that's how it happens, right? That's how the pandemic was. It's just a yeah. you know, little bit at a time. We start with two weeks and then we go into heavier lockdowns and then we go, it's just a little bit at a time, you know? And um, yeah, that's that's my thought about that, man.
0: You, you know, you said... Um that you gained more customers. And I remember going into the gym during the height of everything. And um, <laughs> I, this was, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the gym, just in case there's like a frigging sting operation. <laughs> they go after all these people, but they said, we're not going to make you wear a mask, but keep it on you because we might get a health inspector that pops in unexpectedly. Yeah. So yeah. everybody in there, no mask, but they're like, got it on their side. And sure enough, the owner comes running through, mask up, mask up. It was like we were getting attacked by a chemical attack. Everybody's putting their masks on. And then this, I'm sorry. All right, we're talking about health right here, right? We're talking about health. Oh, everybody has to be healthy. The biggest, fattest guy you could imagine walks in. He just He must have just got done eating like 16 hot dogs. Walks in, totally unhealthy, and he's checking us all out, looking around, making sure everybody's got their masks on. And then he That's leaves. That's a joke. I was like, that I didn't even think that was gonna happen. I thought she was just being, you know, yeah, a, a little, you know, hyperbolic. But so everybody in there, all the clients, they they all had the same attitude, kind of like you. Listen, and the gym owner. This is my place. This is where I come. This is my refuge. This is I'm not afraid of your bullshit. Get out of here with your masks, get out of here with all this stuff. Yeah
1: oh man, it was like, but unfortunately that guy was going to get fucking fined. And that's, that was the potential reality that I had to face too. Like I, luckily I fell under certain numbers, right? I I don't have like an open membership gym. It's a by appointment only. So maximum, I mean, there's never more than 10 people in that gym at once in an hour. So like if an inspector came down there, it's like my basement gym and I got a small group of like three or four people down there. Like okay what are you gonna do yeah right? the number the number is 10 like are you really gonna find me like seriously like is this that is this the world we're, we're living in yeah they you know so come after you that first
0: they got to hit all those big box gyms in chicago and
1: there's a bunch of them yeah right so I, I i was pretty lucky man in that regard very lucky but it was also too like uh just being cordial with customers and like respecting all the confusion that was going on and how people were being informed right so like you know, business is relationships. Relationships is business, right? That's why I love doing the podcast because it opens up these doors. We create a deeper connection with one another and it's what's a wonderful thing, right? So like, I never want to be disrespectful to my customers or disrespectful to people regardless of what I, I believe, right? I just... If, if we agree to disagree, then we'll openly state that I agree to disagree, and then we'll just stop it there. I don't ever want to be confrontational in a sense where, like, we're being aggressive. I think practicing nonviolent communication is how we get from where we are to where we're going, right? We're not going to do this aggressively, Fight fire with fire. It's, I don't think it's a good recipe. So in that sense, like, I had to be very careful Just like keeping my relationships tight, even though there was like some disagreements at some points, you know, and I really wanted to respect what other customers wanted to a certain degree until it caught it crossed the line. If it became a a real issue, then I was just like, then, you know, maybe this is not the right gym for you at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Because like, obviously, like my policy was... I, I just, it was a normal. It was normal. It was like, nothing was going on. No, like I didn't think about the pandemic happening. I just thought about you guys are coming in for an hour, getting your exercise in a Small group, zero transmission. Let's fucking get it in. Let's get out. Let's build this report. We're building this. Like I, I opened up the gym February, 2021. Like that was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it. Yeah. The, the, and, and, uh, I want to say like August 2020 is when I really started like coming back up again after like that the longer shutdown, you know, like I was really busy, you know, you came to my workshop in 2019. I started getting really busy during that time with my one-on-ones and small groups and then March hit. And then like, I was doing a lot more stuff online. And then I want to say April, people started calling me again. I was doing house calls, going to in-house. And I did that for a long time. And then I had another studio space that I rented from behind a chiropractor for a little bit and like, I was floating under the radar, bringing groups of five, bringing groups of three, groups of two, you know, going to somebody else's house, going to somebody else's work gym, just doing stuff like that. And then this person called and was like, Hey, we're not working out. We, we'd love to have you come by. And this person would call me. And I was like, okay, this is, this is fantastic. And, um, you know, one thing led to another and I, you know, I was led to this space and, um, you know, I kept pushing with the whole protocol, like, you know, we're going to get it built out. We're going to keep doing it, even though we were in a, in a pandemic at the time. Like it was, you know, people not really kind of going. They were going to restaurants, not really going to restaurants. People were hesitant on doing this and that. But I just decided it's not going to be like this forever. Damn, you know, over my dead body in my country. is This is going to be a thing that we're doing forever. But we got to be aware that this type of stuff happens and we got to be ready to protect against it. Now, if I was a teacher like you were to you're a fireman. Tell me, like, what about that Crenshaw? Did you, how how did that Mm. work with you? Like, are you, do you still have a fucking fireman job?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm lucky, man. I'm lucky because the, um, oh, I was watching departments all around the country, uh, out in California. They were like telling firemen and cops not to come back to work, but they weren't really firing them. You see, there's that they were skirting that line playing games, man. They're all playing games with people's lives. Nobody really
1: got fired for real or.
0: Well, I don't know what's going on now. Yeah, I can, I got to tell you too. I I mean, I had my eye on it like a hawk and after a while I just got burnt out, but I always had the felt like the the hatchet was over my neck because they literally in my department, they literally put out in writing um, if you don't get the jab, you we, you will face disciplinary action. At that time, I'm looking at New York City Firefighters L.A. firefighters, San Diego firefighters, you know, all around the country, um, yeah. cops going coming on Instagram like, "Oh, today is my last day. I'm I'm not getting the jab, so they told me to leave." I'm seeing this like every day, and I'm like, "What do they mean disciplinary action?" And they just left that out there, but I just said, "Okay, I'm not going to do nothing." And then after a while, they just said, "Okay, everybody has to test." Okay, hmm. only only if you're Unjabbed, you had a test. Mm, yeah. Meanwhile, we had all the jabbed guys getting COVID.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. That's when all that's when all this weird stuff started happening. Yeah. It was just like that was uh December twenty twenty or twenty one maybe. Right. Where it was the whatever variant, the moron variant. Right, <laughs> right.
0: I, I but stupid. I mean I was I was coming up to the to the leadership, our leadership saying, Yeah, look, you see, it just doesn't make sense well you know we just got to play the game i'm like no no you don't understand. i'm I'm not playing a game this is my livelihood that i feel like is on the line
1: yeah and people were okay with playing fucking games like uh, dude i I was so if i was still a teacher if I i was still a teacher i don't even know how i would i would do it you know
0: no i it's so same with same with my wife they they held the line and they left them alone um it looks like the governor is a little nervous about the teachers because they could, they could play rough, you know? So I don't know. They don't
1: have good teachers. Now, what are you going to do? Like, there's already a shortage of people who want to teach and who are yeah. really good teachers. And I know, cause I was in the industry, dude, like there's a lot of shitty teachers. Thank God. There's a lot, still a lot of good teachers, but I know personally, a lot of good ones that just up and left the industry because like, like, you know, burnout is a real thing. And at the end of the day, we got to fill our cup up before we fill up the cup of others. And, you know, like that job is a grueling job. It's, it's tough. And pressure from outside sources is also another issue, like parents, administration, uh, you know, and then like, when it comes to content, you're teaching, like you are under surveillance all the time right you know ironically we put out a youtube show because like we want to put out information like it's part of our uh protocols as as high performers and like healthy individuals is to speak our truth and i think getting clear. And again, like we talked about what those values are speaking out on like how you feel in like just a fundamental, truthful manner is really important to our livelihoods. And it's good for like young men to watch you do that. And like, hopefully emulate you one day. I'm a big proponent of that too. It's like kids will see and watch how their parents or uh people in front of them do their things and there will they will mimic dude mm-hmm. i'm like hyper aware of how my kid is just like watching me you know like that's how they freaking learn and that's how
0: i did I, it i remember doing it i yeah. met everybody i saw that i thought it was cool you know like yeah me too. Ram, rambo on on the movie movie screen and next thing i know i'm i'm acting like
1: rambo yeah And you get inspired and you're like, yes. And you start to recognize, oh, this is a good feeling. And this is not a good feeling. Oh, I want more of this. Let's like improve. Oh, I really get jazzed up on this. So like, let's go. It's like what the beauty of like growing up and like, you know, learning about yourself. Um, I think a lot of this type of stuff can go uh, unaware in a lot of people. It's just like, this is the only way because this is like, that's it. They haven't been shooken up enough to realize there are multiple ways to view certain things. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys like you, um,
0: there's a lot of stories like you just gave us talking about how you shifted, how you pivoted, and and you dealt with it. You were like you said, you were just get finding work by going to people's houses and stuff. Yeah. And guys like you who have done that and ladies uh who have done that have learned about themselves, they've learned. They're more confident now than ever because they said, well, I managed. Get yourself some sandbags or some weight vests or some cool fitness apparel at freedomstrength.us. Go to freedomstrength.us. When you make your purchase, use the discount code SMN10 to receive your discount. Figure out how to navigate through that whacked out situation, which there was no... There was no rule book. There was nothing you could Google on the internet. How do I keep my small business alive while there's lockdowns, nope. right? There's nothing. There no magic eight ball. And you basically figured it out. Um, a bunch of other people figured it out. And I think small business owners uh, have that that burr in them now from that, that sting, you know? Sure. And sure. I think that, you know, if they ever tried this – Crap again with shutting people down and ruining their businesses. First of all, it's going to be terrible if they do, but I think there's going to be a massive pushback.
1: Way more. It'll it'll come back in other ways, right? It's like, hey, you used too much gas this week. Sorry, we got to shut you down. Like that, they'll they'll do it in other ways and they'll guilt you into. Uh, you know, they'll say it's the environmental issues and everybody around you will be yeah. like, you you environment killer, you're using too much gas and pretty soon that will become the normal. And it's like, right. what the fuck right. are we talking about here? You know, and it's just conditioning, bro. Yeah. And we got to just be aware of it, especially in this digital age, right? With not not just Instagram, TikTok and, and YouTube, the way they're already programming you, the way they're already taking your data and then bringing it back to you, via algorithms and, like, things that you want to watch more of and then the opposite of what you are uh, looking for and, you know, finding ways to keep you engaged more and more. And and this is very, very done, you know, perfectly to a T with the intention to draw more people in. We're going to have a harder time discerning what's true from what's not true what's reality versus not what reality and we'll be way more susceptible to whatever collective programming is is supposed to be out there like it's done with intention to sell to mm-hmm. sell you things and right. keep you propagandizing. Uh Yeah, just keep you engaged in a narrative and keep you fearful like this is the truth this is not conspiracy anymore and and, and fred i feel like it's always been a thing has it not mm-hmm. it's yeah. just it's just deeper establishments trying to find a way to control the masses via the technology that's out now and i think like as good as these social media platforms are and they connect us they're very dangerous too because it's a distorted perception of reality and somebody that's like like loves studying the mind and consciousness like I'm meditating regularly and having non-ordinary reality trips via psychedelics like the mind is fucking crazy man and like your reality can get altered and it's fascinating when you spend time thinking about the like the trippiness to it all What's real? What cannot be real? And I know it's hard to articulate, or it's hard for it's definitely hard for me to articulate, so that it can be like absorbed by somebody. But like when your reality is twisted, and and you've realized, hey, this may not be what I think is true this whole time, you can have this really hard time coming to grips with that. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody's problem is. Yeah, and they don't want to face the reality. But it's a it's a hard thing to do. Because like it's very hard to see what's n- unconscious. Like you can't yeah. just tell somebody, "Hey, look at this blue ball," and like believe they'll believe you. It's not. It's not that easy. They're, we're 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 programmed. There needs to be a. Uh, I don't I mean I don't know what the what needs to happen, but steps have to happen until like you have aha moments. Like don't like that's why we do. I mean that's why I do flow mace work and club work and do my meditations and belly breathe and, you know, sauna and cold stuff and cold bath. Like I do this stuff so that I can practice paying attention to what my thoughts are saying and what I'm feeling and getting in tune with that stuff and like discern inside what feels like truth and what doesn't feel like truth, you know, like this stuff needs to be taught because we're bombarded from all different angles with information that's most likely not true. But then there are other things that have shards of truth in it. But we're going to have to be the, the ones to understand and navigate that. And that's hard to do, especially for young kids that are high stress. For guys like you, when you're working in a job like this, worrying about minutia that you should be focused more on, like the job of saving people, which is uh, traumatic enough in itself. Like not to mention like all this extra crap that you have to deal with. Like right. I can't imagine. You get bro. it.
0: That's exactly the way it was. I mean, imagine I'm on a, a first aid call, EMS call, yeah. uh, with, with my crew, and in the back of the mind, I got this little voice reel. Going, and it's saying, uh, uh, you know, any minute they're gonna tell me I can't work here anymore, like like the rest of the guys. That was always on my mind, and it affected me so bad. I didn't even realize how uh, it affected me. Um, I was like to the point where I was like having PTSD from it because I have a family I have to take care of, and I'm like, how do I not get paid and all that shit?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: wow. So you know, I mean. I'm kind of on the same page with you, with with going into my inner being and and listening to my thoughts. I've always been pretty comfortable by being alone with myself. A lot of people aren't. That's the problem, yeah. and they yeah. don't like their thoughts because sometimes they you have fucked up thoughts and you go you got to face those thoughts. But when yeah. you do that, it makes you more uh, well rounded person, I believe. But I mean, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, having thoughts like. Crazy ass thoughts, and it it was not good. Everything started to back off now, and it's kind of like, all right, we'll just it it just disappeared. The threat disappeared, sort of, but sure, it's still kind of like hanging there. And hey, I don't know what's going to happen from that point on, but I do know that I've learned a lot about myself, uh, from this whole experience. One of those is exactly what you were just talking about values and convictions yeah right and it sounds like you really went deep on what you what your belief system is and you have to yeah why do you have to why is that so important
1: for people it's an anchor it's an anchor it's my foundation point it's Uh and it's clear you know and like when i'm veering off of it i my inner being says nope no what does that feel like when you're when you're fearing uh you know it feels like um like the feeling of like i don't like this is not my path right now i shouldn't be doing this this is not something that you should keep pushing towards is that a
0: gut instinct feeling is that how would you describe that for people who maybe they don't know like sometimes sometimes your body your mind is telling you something but you don't listen and that's what
1: i hate i've been you know i've we've all made that mistake multiple times, no matter how good you get at this, it's still going to happen, you know, and it should happen because it sharpens you, you know, like, um, I, I, when I'm in my business, I'll give you like an example of like how it manifests in my business. Like if I'm trying to push something and it's not working, you know, let's say a yoga class or whatever. And I'm like really working hard to get people to this yoga class and it's not happening. And I tried another month and another month and another week and another week. And it's still just kind of like, what the fuck am I putting all this energy towards? Is not, it's not weighing out for me. So like, I, like it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well just scrap that idea. Let's shift to the next idea. Like I love meditating and like thinking about ideas that make me feel like, whoo yes. Juicy. Like, you know, I'm not afraid to like execute. Honestly, I think it's the, it's the wonderful thing about life and, and it makes me f- live without having a lot of regret. And another, the good thing is I got a good support system. My wife is amazing. Like she supports me through these endeavors. And I think it's important to sharpen that in a relationship too. Ever
0: since I've known you, you've always mentioned that about her. And that's, yeah. that is, um, that is great. It's a consistent thing in your life
1: and yeah. consistency, especially from another person is yeah. beautiful, isn't it? Oh, uh, and, and a marriage. Yeah, for sure. And I'll try not to get too sentimental because it's like, we're facilitating like this spiritual and um, like, we're just facilitating uh, these feelings that keep growing with each other. The last several years, you know, uh, towards the same uh, values, you know, or very similar values And like, we're, we're pushing each other, we're challenging each other on our thoughts, but also affirming at the, at the same time. And like, I've gone through so many different changes. She's gone through so many different changes in her life for the better myself, for the better, you know, always experiencing and being grateful for our past experiences. But like, we, we, we've done different things. Like when we were in college, like I was trying to become a high school teacher. And then from there, I shifted into becoming a fitness entrepreneur, you know, and like, she never questioned me. She's like, yeah that's your, that's what you got to do. Let's do it. You know? And like, she helped me facilitate all these feelings of, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? But what about this? You mm. know, Oh, don't worry. I'll take care of that. We can organize it. Like she sees things, uh, complementary to the way I see things. I'm very like creative and, uh, like messy. And I like getting my hands dirty and making like, you know, I like getting, uh, into the nitty-gritty and really feeling all the feels that uh, an experience has to offer so that I can be like okay I got it but then she helps me like grain it out like smooth it out Be like, okay with this we can do it like this all right with what you got from here we can do it like this so it just like helps me see the terrain a lot clearer and we do it with a sense of enthusiasm and love for one another and now like we're trying to foster this environment for our child so like we're hyper aware and how we're speaking to each other yeah and um you know just how we plan and how we go about life and you know the 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 small stuff like the dinners and the laundry and you know the prepping for this and the picking up the daycare and all that stuff and 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 running a business at the same time and like reaffirming like hey is this what we we is this what we want to do like because we don't have to do it this way we can do it another way like right so like that's also been that's been very big um but what was the point um is there a point (laughs) (laughs) uh but no, like I said building the business, building the business, I guess. Uh what else what else did you what else were we Like, you know, about? like
0: what did you learn from the past almost 3 years with all this horse shit that we had to deal with um what you know, obviously we all got frustrated annoyed and everything, but we all carried something good out of it. We've learned something about ourselves. Yeah. You know, what what's the most uh biggest thing that you you think you learned about yourself or you just learned about life in general
1: well i think that like a deep a deep philosophical question is like why does this good gracious god allow for people to suffer you know it's a deep philosophical question like why is suffering in life well life is suffering suffering is life you're either going to suffer experiencing your deepest fundamental truth or you're going to suffer experiencing somebody else's truth you know and um i think when we go through uh something like this as a collective you know we start to see patterns in reality and patterns in people differently more uh in like a clear sense you know in a lot of different ways for you know i guess my subjective manner i i feel like I learned a little bit more what politically left means and what they jive with and politically right means like stuff like that and how it ebbs and flows, you know, it wasn't always like this, but you know, it, it shifts. Like, so that being said, I feel like when we go through hardship like this and we come out the other side, we come out the other side stronger. I feel like, uh, and it's not like, not everybody has to be on board. Only enough people have to be on board to shift a vision of something prosperous to, to happen and, and occur and us to live. Go to adxclub.com
0: to purchase a steel mace or a steel club that's adjustable, made right here in the United States.
1: About wow. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be everyone. The ones that don't and want to adhere to some of the tyrannical mumbo jumbo and, and, you know, convince themselves it's not and it's for our health and blah, 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 whatever. I mean, look, you have to believe what you got to believe, but then start paying attention to what your body's telling you. Start paying attention to what your situations in life are saying to you. Like, I I, I really believe that, like, everything that you embody is like a reflection of you in the outer world, you know? So if something's happening to you in the outer world, there's definitely a connection somewhere inside that has to get untangled. And this is like the hard part of becoming more self-aware. It's like, there's levels to this shit. And I'm learning that and I've learned, I feel like I started learning a lot about this before the pandemic, but then when the pandemic hit and we're going through all the struggle. And I'm going through my own individual struggle. Like, how am I going to contribute to the world in this time? How can I keep my message straight? How can I uh, fund my existence? How can I do it in a way that I really uh, feel comfortable with? And that's pushing me the right amount. Because, you know, I think challenge is really important. So, like, this was a good amount of challenge, I would say, collectively. It put a lot of pressure on the individual to, you know, you either do your own thing or you get the jab and like you just continue. Right. So like if like it veered too far away from my value system, you know, so I learned that I got to get clear on what my values are. I got to get clear on like a vision. And I've, I feel like as a, you know, as a fitness coach, I've always had those skills or I've always like been trying to sharpen those skills on like what my vision is and how, how I can scale it backwards. And You know, it's just then executing on what that plan is. Like there are steps here. It's just getting clear on what those things are, and I feel like the pandemic has showed me how to like step up into those occasions and like train my brain to program myself with what with what and how I want to live life with the people with the people that I want to live it with, and you know, just do the things that I want to do. I was. You know, it's kind of unfortunate that we couldn't travel during the pandemic as much, but we, like, we still did. We, My wife and I went to Mexico, and we went to different areas in the United States, and, you know, we didn't let it hinder us as, you know, as much as a lot of other, other people. Like, we we're very fortunate. Like, my family was all really tight-knit. Like, this stuff... It like broke apart families. Like you can't come to my house and see my kid. If you don't get the jab, like aggressive, aggressive, but like, I don't think it was the, the jab or the COVID it's something else deeper. You know, this was like, maybe just the point that you, you had to get to with your significant other or your, your family member, your brother, your mother that really like Like exploded you know like i I really believe that relationships get to a point if you let them they like uh like two opposite ends of a magnet that they they repel each other and that manifests in you know bitterness guilt shame anger frustration yeah and you know those are all lower level vibrations that exist in the third dimension it's just how are you interacting with them right
0: Yes. Right. And, and all those emotions are emotions that I actually, so I kind of like did a, uh, one of those rock bottom things, like my emotions, my negativity continued to grow. Uh, everything was negative. I was getting depressed. Yeah, um, yeah. and I didn't like it, but I was like bitter. I was angry. All that shit was bringing me down health wise. Yeah. Uh, it was hurting yeah. my relationships uh, arguments with my wife, snapping at my kid. It was like yeah. I It was like I was under the influence of something. And I had to go that way, though. I had to. And uh, I hit rock bottom and then I started to come out of it and then I realized, like, you know what? Prior to all this, I talked to, like everybody else, I talked to talk. It's a tough talk. Yeah, you gotta be mm-hmm. a man and all this stuff. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Now I'm scared shit because I might lose my job and I'm not getting that jab. So I could be losing my job and i walked around scared and, um, you know, trying to think what I could do. And that taught me, um, you know, if you're going to talk tough talk, you better be ready to really roll. Yeah. 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 No. And And I, and I learned how to, 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 I changed my tone with people a lot too. Um, And I calmed down a lot with a lot of things. I started reading the Bible, you know, shit like that, because I needed to um, find something where it was a rock solid truth. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, for sure. And like, you know, I didn't have anyone telling me what to do, which was like a really freeing thing. So I formed my opinions and like nothing, like I said, nothing told me that this was, you know, now, like nothing told me that this was necessary. Whether you want to argue that it's beneficial or not, like to me, it didn't seem like it was necessary the way it was supposed to be. A lot of folks took advantage of a lot of other people for money. Let's be honest here. There's no yeah. fucking joke, okay? And uh we didn't handle as a country didn't handle this properly. And you know we're lucky because Canada it was, it was way worse. Australia was way worse. You know, my dad's in Italy way worse, bro. Like some of the restrictions out there with the super green pass and the green pass, all digital, yeah. all digital right. tracking, where you go back from home to the grocery store. Uh excuse me. No. Okay. Not, not my country. It's not going to happen. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's really sad and unfortunate that so like you're a first responder. If someone's in danger, they go to fucking you. I can't have someone like you in that fearful state. Like I'm thinking I'm gonna lose my job. Like how is this like, appropriate in any sense? It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And think about it. M-
0: m- my employer threatened. They said if you don't do this, it will be disciplinary action. What happens? So you have a relationship with your employer, right? Everybody yeah. has a relationship. Yeah. So what does that do to a relationship when the person that has the upper hand basically uh threatens you?
1: Yeah, it's just it's got to be it's got to be nerve-wracking. And uh, and and then I mean, when it comes to like how much effort you put on your end, like you're working for the people, right? But the, I'm sure there's something human and innate in you that's like, "Well, that's how you're going to treat me? Fuck this."
0: Yeah. Definitely. But at the same time, you know, you're now you're holding it in both hands. And, yeah. and I'm saying, well, look, you know, I know why I became a firefighter because I want to help people. That's, that's it. Bottom line. And, um, I said, so I'm going to keep doing that for as long as I can now with the podcast, this, and, and just, fitness I, I general, commend you
1: by the way, I commend you by the way for, and I think it's a sign of someone that's super healthy, uh, to keep the podcast going and speak out your truth when it was fucking hard, dude. I commend you for that. And and you're still, you're still killing it and you're still doing it. And like, you're one of the best at it right now in our Mace community, bro. I I, thank you. That's awesome, man. But you know, I'm, I'm
0: actually looking at people like you and everybody else around what they were doing, what they were saying. And I, I see everybody's pretty much in the same, you know, same groove, but, if anything, like you said, you you how can I help people through fitness? That's what most of us like to think of ourselves in the fitness industry as helping people. Yeah. I mean, right? how
1: can we add value to the world, essentially? Like, if we ask ourselves that question, then we start to tap into our true nature, true creativity. And meditating on that question for a little while, I think, can do somebody some real good, especially when they're in a calm state, especially when they've done their deep breathing right? Because if you're in, you know, high intensity fight or flight state, like on edge, not, not to mention like, uh, if the alarm goes off and you got like a a burning ass building, like that's another, like that's fight or flight. Like you gotta, you gotta go, you're on call. And then the other deeper level is like, now my livelihood can be taken out from under me if I don't, uh, you know, jive with the agenda here. And that's a whole nother sense of that fight or flight. That's, taking you down it's hard to get in and tap into your truest form when you're in those stress hormone states right 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 so like that's really difficult thing to do and for you to kind of you know keep your cool and keep keep having interviews and just just do it like I took a lot of time off from doing the podcast I took 20 like I I was doing them but I fell out of love with the process of doing it like I stopped like I like what am I doing it for? Like I I didn't feel strongly about where I was in my message, you know? And like you just kept going. But I kept listening to my inner soul and it keeps saying, do the fucking podcast. You gotta do it. You gotta keep doing it. Because I love it so much. I like yeah. I love having conversations like this. How it's many gotta, episodes like, you know, do you have now? Uh so I've been pretty rock solid with it since October again. Um, but I've been doing it since twenty seventeen and oh, wow. I'm only at like uh probably like 170 almost like about to launch 170 in the next couple weeks
0: okay that's awesome so I'm
1: yeah i'm like so much more consistent with it and i hired somebody to do all the production because like that was what was killing me like i couldn't keep is that expensive so uh yeah but you know what is it <laughs> like <laughs> you, like you like i believe you know it's you met jake like it's yeah like he's he's great storyteller and um i like his enthusiasm i'm really proud of him and how he's just kind of like came up in the world as a young man doing his thing so like i want people to believe in my message that are helping me with production you know so it's like i gotta like like if i, I can't do everything <laughs> you know what i mean like i can't yeah, do everything i right. I'm running a gym. I do a a lot of my responsibilities and like, I really want to be creative. I don't like the posting and the editing and stuff like that, but I still like want to do my best to figure out a way to get a message out there. Um, I do think Instagram and and social media is changing slowly, but surely, do you feel like it's going to go like peer to peer blockchain technology type social media, like decentralized format? because like th- this is like a this is a problem right like we yeah. have to censor ourselves right? it, it,
0: it the technology is a, a a double-edged sword it it could be awesome and at the same time you highlighted all the problems uh, earlier in our conversation um it's it it's a damn curse is what it is and if you if you ask me right now if hey Fred, if, what if we just got rid of it all right now, go back to the old days? I'd say, yes, I'd be all for it. No more podcasts, no more nothing. But that's not going to happen. We know. No, that's that's, that's so la
1: la land, Fred. I love you, but that's never going to happen. No, and so I mean, de-
0: anything decentralized is the bomb. Uh, our government should be decentralized. The banks should be decentralized. Yeah, um, but then you can't control like,
1: be- and that's and that's the problem. Like, this has always been a thing with reality and right. humans in general is the fact that we're looking to control. Like, there, people love telling people what to do. Yeah, and love Love telling you what to do
0: using these, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. There's people out there that get to control you, get to control what you think and all that stuff.
1: So, and we give the power over to them to do that. Yes. Let's remember that we are doing that too. Right. And we're all, we're all addicted to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I see it with everybody. Um, but the, um, like those those what it was like telegram those kind of uh yeah. more decentralized uh yeah. th- those are great but i feel me i if things keep going this way the way i look at it they're going to crush those things and only give us centralized controlled things um unless we push back unless we push back but i don't yeah. think they like bitcoin right because that's why they want right. to do their own Right. Cause it's decentralized right. decentralized is bad for uh power systems right. and it's good for regular folks who just want to be left alone.
1: Right. And, and here's that's the thing. There is a bid for power happening as we speak, the internet and AI and like all this stuff has made it very difficult to make like real controlled population without real pushback. Yeah. You know? And, um, I, at some at some point, the internet will have to be on some sort of decentralized network. And there are platforms already starting to kind of, like, pop up here. But at the same time, like, it's just not the way we roll. Right now, people are good with free TikTok, free Instagram, free Facebook, and YouTube. But it's not free because they're taking our data. Like, we right. pay for it with our data. And then, in turn, like it makes our algorithm and our feed adjusted according to that. It's, everyone's unique. It's not how it used to be three years ago. And this is what we, th- we think it is, but it's not the same. This is a fucking curated. Yes. Yeah. That you're scrolling through. Yeah. For you specifically.
0: Now. Did, yes. Right. And did I, I just saw a Joe Rogan um post today where it was like these hot bikini babes. Yeah. And all fake. yeah. And it said this was created by AI
1: yeah 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 dude we're like, we're we're on the verge of not being able to discern fiction and reality and like it's gonna be hard for young kids that have grown up with this to discern f- fiction from reality and like i said reality is slippery dude yeah the mind is something we don't really know much about reality was powerful. already slippery before all
0: go to sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com to turn your pain into power. All this stuff, now it's
1: just worse. Right? It's, it's it's harder to get a foundation, dude. It's harder to get a grip on life if you don't have those values rooted into the ground. I really believe like having a strong foundation in whatever it is is really important because then you kind of have like a compass of, you know, what's true and what's not true. And part of truth is experiencing and feeling, right? Right. Like, love exists. We all could agree that we have love for our children and our families, right? But it's not quantifiable. Yeah. It's a Paul Check thing. You can't measure it, but it exists. So how many other forces out there exist but aren't measurable?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: Like, okay, so let's think about that for a second. If that's the case, then... You know, we have to reevaluate what we know to be the truth, right? It takes feeling. It takes experiencing. It takes pattern recognition over a stretch of time. And, uh, you know, like I think if you work on yourself and, you know, you really practice your your breathing, especially when you're in those states of fight or flight, like a lot of like the what I've learned from people who've done meditation retreats is to say the mantra like, watch the breath just come in and then go out and everything in the universe is this thing that comes in and then passes right it it shows up and it passes through like every thought like every breath it comes through and then it passes and that's what life is and we just got to get comfortable with the notion that things come through and they pass like our human bodies are finite but when we're healthy. And when we're practicing some of these tactics to and, and prime our nervous system and our, our biochemistry and our physiology and have it all run in this fine unit, the degrees that the mind could achieve are wild and nobody talks about this. People think, oh, they're really smart. They're top in their class, blah, blah, blah. And that's great too. You no, know? like I'm not trying to like throw, throw that away because that takes another set of skills. But, like, we still don't know shit about the brain and the mind and consciousness and where it stems from and what the capabilities are. You have to believe that there is this level that we could achieve and whatever super consciousness, whatever ways of feeling and thinking about certain things. But you can be a human bullshit meter if you practice. But you just know what's true, what's not true based on feeling, based on intuition, based on, you know, connection. You know, cause if you don't, you're going to be the one scammed and there's people yeah. out there scamming you like crazy and small scales. And then in big scales, Yeah. people right. out there looking to grab all your money. And then there are people looking to just kind of, you know, detract you and say, Hey, look at my boobs. Hey, right here. All right. right? Yeah. Look at my muscles. I know the thing. Don't, don't, don't listen. Look at my muscles. You know what I mean? Like, and we keep looking because we're monkeys and <laughs> we just can't stop. <laughs> right. You know. And but to some degree, that, we're addicted. To, we're addicted to that stress. We're addicted to it. So we'll find a way to like work it into our reality if we don't that, watch it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There's like people who um are addicted to the stress that they get when they have arguments with people. Yeah. So they pretty much push every conversation into an argument. Yeah, they Just so they, they don't it. even realize they're doing it. This is what's so yeah. incredible. Um, you know, there's a dichotomy. So. We're humans, right? So people do crazy stuff like that. We lie to ourselves.
1: um yep. Why though? Is it, there's got to be protection? Protection. You know, it's like survival. Like at the we're we're at the end of the day, like we're doing everything that we can to jump fitness levels in a sense. You know, everything's rooted in survival.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 And, and not wanting to die. Safe. Just yeah. People, uh, f- from what I've learned, I had a, I had this guy on uh, the podcast, and he was pretty deep with this stuff, and he was saying, um, pretty much uh, people are afraid to die. And so, therefore, their behavior is is irrational because they try to do something to make them not think about it, but also mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. S- they, uh, they, they almost subconsciously are trying to cheat death
1: yeah this is uh this is deep this is why stoics meditate on death daily and i find that it's pretty morbid but really beneficial like how often do you meditate on your own death do you think about your own funeral do you think about who would be there like do you think about what suit your friend would be wearing looking over your coffin or whatever like these are hard places to go to and you know when (laughs) When I do these exercises and I put different people in the coffin and I, you know, I feel them in in my soul, I, 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 it's morbid, but it's, it's, I think it's necessary because I think what happens at the end of the day is that these immense feelings of gratitude start to just like fuel you, Yeah, you know, because you know, those people are still around if they are God bless, you know, like, and then you could. You can choose to enhance the relationship and, like, share and extend your love to them in your own unique way if you feel like it's appropriate. And at the end of the day, like, you know, yes, the fear of death is a big one because, you know, we're not meditating on it enough, but like mama and daddy trauma, like a misconception or connection with mom and dad from childhood through teenagehood to adulthood, you know, and how are you working through those things? Because the way that we leave those feels are a way to like, also on the reverse end, a way that we project our feelings and our endeavors into the reality that we're living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always, I find that there's usually a disconnect or some sort of traumatic experience between, mom and dad during childhood and and I, I i'm not the first person to say this this is you know well documented by a lot of uh you know psychotherapists like Gaber mate talks about like that's his mo is talking about childhood trauma and passing down this the stress hormone type feels from generation to generation yeah and he, he talks about how it's not like the add or adhd gene that gets passed by passed down from from uh generation to generation it's the sensitivity gene but then our inability to mitigate that and being sensitive i think is is like a, a huge advantage because everything is vibration and wave yeah, light, yeah. sound touch right so when you're sensitive so you can get a clear feel but if you can't manage it and mitigate it's it's scary it can yeah too so much.
0: people uh lie to themselves to become desensitized so they don't have to do that anymore, but yeah, like, being sensitive is like you're, um, like a fine-tuned detection device. You're sensitive to your environment. You're sensitive to what people say. You're sensitive to, um, how people act or whatever. This is all your intuition that's your yeah. it's almost like your sixth sense right yeah which is and then yes. if you could deal with it if you could deal with and, and disseminate what's what's uh worthwhile looking into what's not yeah you could detect whether or not you're getting lied to by people because you're sensitive to that uh you could detect whether this person's uh, love is real um and then you yeah. then you have to face the reality though that's the hard part
1: Yeah, and then there, like, you get to nonviolent communication where you're asking the questions and delivering information in a nonviolent way, essentially, and, um, you know, fine-tuning those skills, and I'm still pretty novice in that area myself, but fine-tuning these skills, I think will allow you to live a more whole life you know and all we have is the moment to moment a lot of us i mean we're, ho- hopefully we're good on time but a lot of I us, i got about like, five minutes okay that sounds good yeah uh but like uh you know we're we're living moment to moment but in our heads we're either stuck in the past or we're like projecting right. into the future like i'm i'm guilty of this too because you, when you have goals and you're striving for things it's like your head is there and you you want to feel those feelings in the of the future in your present moment. But we got to remember we're still here in the present moment. So, you know, doing all these techniques, focusing on your breathing and getting yourself present and set and just being grateful and present for the right now, the right here. It takes practice. At the end all right. Of the day.
0: So with you, um, you you like to do your your breathing work um yeah. can people train with you on that do you do stuff online with people uh not really yeah I mean, it's tough
1: right you know like i just i try not to like make it so, so niche i know people tell you to make it super niche like i'm a trainer i do mace i do club i do kettlebell you know i throw in the breathing in there. Like, I'm not going to just charge. The breathing. Yeah, I can do it. If, like, if that was like what the market says, like, yeah, okay, do the breathing seminars, but that's not my MO. I just use this tactic. You know, I listen to guys like Andrew Huberman talk about like simple, like two short nose inhales, one long exhale seems to be pretty consistent across the board with nose breathing. You know, I fuck around with a little bit of mouth breathing, but consciously breathing through the nose diaphragmatic breathing as simple as pushing your belly out as you inhale. Right. Like the diaphragm is a specific piece of tissue that sits at your belly and expands when you inhale and pushing your belly out releases the psoas muscles. And it's like there's so much energy that's stuck in your abdomen area that when you get that belly pushing out, it's relaxing to the nervous system. Now and I'm yi- doing yi- it right yi- now and, and yeah, I can and, feel and- it. We got to practice doing this. Like simple things like this can take us from those elevated states to more. Like hmm.
0: you know what's really cool too? You if anybody's listening to this and they want to try this, just do that. Breathe in, push your belly out, and know that it's going to calm you down. Just by the action of doing it, yeah. it will calm you down. Even if you, you know, you gotta practice it a little bit. It just because your in your intent is to do so.
1: Yeah intention is important with anything that we do and integration so like if i if my intention is to do x y and z okay i do it in that sense i get information back and feedback from the the situation that i'm in Hmm, I take some time with that feedback and then how do I integrate it into the next phase of my life or whatever that is. And you can take that with anything that you do with workouts, with your relationship, with your business. What am I intending to? What's my target? How am I aiming for it? All these things, super important. But like those things are fuzzy when you're in fight or flight all the time. Right? right? You'll get way more like susceptible to becoming scammed, duped, following people that are bringing out stupid information, like right. like information. And that's what that's what's like hot on Instagram is like controversial shit. And if you want to bathe in that all day, like that's on you. Like it's sad that like our firefighters shouldn't have been so fucking pissed, pissed and stressed that they were going to lose their job. You know, at some point, I know it's like easier for me to say, but I would have been just like, fuck it. What are we doing? Because I'm not living this way. Right? Like, I'm still here, right? I'm here after all these years. All right. I'm not going anywhere. All right. That's it. Yeah. We're going to the next call. We're going to be our best, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. Like, fucking low tolerance for that stuff. But at the same time, like, when we are in those states, how do we bring it back? And every time, and it becomes like this program thing in us. Like, any time that you are in that state, you switch. You're like, aha, belly breathe. Let's go, bitch you know, and you, you know, or cold bath or whatever. I think the breathing is is the easiest to go to just because it's always there. And only six deep breaths can really dramatically change your, you know, your states, I think your mood, your energy levels, your perception. Yeah, man. All
0: right. I'm going to run. So tell everybody how to um, listen to your podcast and where to find you for, whatever you want them to find yep. you for.
1: On all streaming platforms, the Danny Cola podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Cola fitness on YouTube at Danny Cola podcast. Yep. I just have conversations like this with people in the fitness field. A lot of, uh, a lot of different professionals. I try not to put myself in a box, you know? So you're almost. like a variety show. Yeah. You know, I, I want to just talk to people who I'm interested in talking to like, that's the Joe Rogan motto. Yeah. Like, I'm just talking to people who are interested because in that's where my light comes out. You know, I'm not trying to do a stupid show that I don't feel strongly about. I'm talking with people that I admire and like, I want to learn more about what they have to say and bounce back ideas back and forth. And that's it. So, you know, Danny Cola podcast, it may change in the future. Who knows right now? It's Danny Cola podcast. And my gym is underground fitness studio. You can find us on Instagram at underground fit, where we are leading the Midwest in unconventional strength tools, steel mace, steel clubs, kettlebells, functional strength, stuff like that.
0: Nice. Yeah. And I just want to remind everybody, uh, Danny's been on the podcast a couple times before, and I did get on an airplane in 2019 to fly out to Day do night. a steel mace workshop with him because I thought he was very capable and I wanted to go train with him. And guess what? He was. So if you're in the Chicago area, <laughs> nice, go work out with the guy. He's he's awesome. You're an awesome guy. You're smart. and um, Thanks, man. Uh, anytime you want to come back, this door is always open. Uh, do another one real soon. Maybe
1: bro. Rest that shoulder up, man.
0: Yeah. You're going to rest
1: up. You're going to rest up quick. I snow snowboarding. You said,
0: yeah, I, I went flying, landed right on the top of my shoulder right here. I don't know if you can see it, but the bone is sticking up right here. Oh my
1: goodness. Do you have any range at all?
0: I could go right about here right now.
1: Is anything separated or torn or dislocated?
0: It's uh, ligaments that are torn and stretched. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Well, you, I'm sure you know the rehab, baby, and what that's going to look like.
0: I already made lemonade here. Uh, I said, you know what? I I interviewed so many people um, who have said that they made their shoulders better uh, in one way or another, and now yeah. I get to do it. So yeah, this is going to gonna be something that people can follow along and, and watch. We're going to find out. You know, yeah. because if I start swinging good. a club or a mace and I make it worse, well, then we know that the modality shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but
0: they—that's not going to happen because if you go back on the podcast, maybe even yours, uh, there's somebody talking about how they fix their shoulders with a mace or a club. So yeah, yeah, I'm just joining yeah. the army. arm. Well, you got of. that
1: Adex club. The I, I don't have one yet. I got to get one. But like the beauty of that thing is that now you can go in like small increments. Right. Yes. You can just start with the handle right inside, outside circles. Handle's three and, pounds. Yeah, perfect. And then, and then, and then you add a the
0: screw cap in and now it's another one and a half and you just keep going up. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Nice and easy, right? Little by little you're going to have range back. The beautiful thing about you is that you've been doing all sorts of uh, 360 motion already. So like your ligaments are already strong. And you yes. must have fucking hit a tree really hard, huh?
0: No, no, no. I hit the ground. I just went flying oh. and landed I Superman oh, through the air. Oh.
1: oh. Yeah, okay, some, yeah somehow i didn't break my neck but you know um, jesus christ bro you gotta stop that shit no nah, don't let me tell you what to do <laughs> bro i was on the
0: half pipe pulling a 360 and it just went a little whack on. are me. you that good of a snowboard <laughs> no i wish i wish i had that kind of story no man it was just a stupid spill you know
1: well i'm excited to see this recovery stuff this is gonna make it way more enticing so yeah you're making lemonade just keep it up um, maybe I could send you, uh, like one of my, my club L programs for rehab and like, you can just shop me up once your shoulder's better. Just, yeah. Like, that, yeah. What do you got to email it or something? Uh, over true coach. Okay. Yeah. Let's
0: talk offline about that. And, uh, I'll highlight that I'll, I'll start using it and, you know, um, yeah, talk great. about it and see how it is. So it better be good because I'm going
1: to tell the truth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's like as simple as it gets. It's like Mark Wildman inspired and a little bit of uh Danny Cola inspired. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's simple. Like it's it doesn't have to be crazy complicated because you have an injury and the goal is to get you back to normal. Yeah. To get you back to like functional health, right? And yeah. like you know, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'll I'll be uh simple. I'll be trying that out. So yeah man uh if you want to come back on in the future let me know. Uh seriously, uh you know, we could do something once a week if you want. Yeah, I'm doing
1: I'm trying to do like two to like one to two podcasts a week and like it gets fucking crazy. Like, you yeah. know, I, I train all morning, I do the podcast and then it's like other things I got to get done and then go yeah. on. It's, it's 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 hard. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. But we do yeah. it and we'll have to schedule something for sure.
0: And and people listening, you know, yeah. Doing a podcast. You like to do it, Dan. I like to do it. We would do it so no far. matter what, but if you want to support us and understand that there is some work involved and we got to tie up our, our time to do this and everything, we got to make plans with people and you got to keep your plans. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. You know, so if you could like share, you know, like and share Danny Cola's podcast, my podcast. Help us out a little bit.
1: Um, Subscribe. Yeah. That's turn on thing. the notifications.
0: Yeah. that You know, it's a free podcast, tons of information. Um, so yeah, that's your way of paying for it by sharing and liking.
1: Yeah. And then coming to workshops too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's always like I always put uh, details on my next workshop or what have you. And I'm trying to do them like every six weeks now. So, uh, you know, Club Bell, Mace, Kettlebell, Landmine stuff like that rotational oh, cool. type movement you know yeah nice man all right all right dude i'll let you go
0: all right thank you man i'll talk to you later thanks everybody for listening so fun see you at the next one later thanks brother